Welcome back, everybody. Took a week off, but we are here, and we're starting right off with a new segment that I'm calling Big in Smallville. If you know me personally, you may know that I have an Instagram account called Big in Smallville. Uh, I'll get into more of that later on for those of you that don't know. But I, I looked at some of my favorite episodes, not just successful ones, but things I really enjoy talking about. And it really kind of centered around not only writing, which is going to be something that obviously I'm going to keep going and telling stories and stuff like that. But one of the things I'm very passionate about is the DC universe or DCEU. So I wanted to get a segment going about what's happening in the DC universe. What 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 is new? What is behind the scenes uh, reviews of, of things that just come have come out, trailers, different things in the entertainment industry that are happening right now with like TV shows and, and stuff like that. So, and even we're we're gonna this episode is actually gonna get in in the in the background, like what's happening in the actual company itself right now. That's actually gonna make hopefully huge changes and really good changes for warner brothers and dc comics going forward so i wanted to i mean i wasn't sure what to call it um you know i was gonna go dc news that kind of sounds political i was gonna call it the dceu news and that just sounds weird i, I just wasn't sure what to do big and smallville seemed like a great idea uh so big and smallville my instagram account was um it's pictures of lego superman big and smallville uh, play on words so um, basically all the images featured a Lego Superman with other characters and other situations and stuff like that. <laughs> it was just for fun. It was a nice little hobby. Uh, a couple thousand followers on that, and I just haven't updated in probably like two years. But with the new release of this segment, uh, maybe I'll get back into it. Who knows? Let's get into this. Now, a lot has happened lately, and it's all been within 2022. Now, if you go back to one of my episodes about Warner Brothers hates DC, that had a lot to do with like Zack Snyder, his version of uh, the Justice League and the difference between him and Joss Whedon. And, you know, it went into a lot of details, not not very detailed, but a lot of, I guess, quasi facts about what maybe I guess it's not facts. It's more of like my opinion at the time, but seems to be right now kind of factual we'll get into that but of like warner brothers just wasn't allowing dc to do what dc needed to do in order to be successful they were kind of like tying their hands back and they were like looking at marvel and like do what marvel's doing make it fun make it campy that's why they bought joss whedon in to take over for Zack snyder's justice league and unfortunately uh, it was junk it did not work but we were able to be free of it a couple years later, when finally Warner Brothers listened to the demand of the people and allowed 
Zack Snyder to remaster his version of because he shot most of the movie. Most of it was completely done before he had to exit the project. Um, but they finally they gave him some extra money. They let him cut it the way he wanted to cut it. They even let him do it in the format he wanted. It wasn't widescreen. It was box frame. It was his. They said, here, here's $80 million. Finish your project. Go ahead. We'll release it on HBO Max. We'll see what people say. People loved it. I mean, it's four hours long, so people watched in segments, which, which he actually like cut in segments. But it, it told the story the way the story is supposed to be, the way he saw it. Uh, it made, made the characters actually seem like they actually meant something to not only the director but to the fans and it just and to the the actors themselves honestly so one bit of news that could be happening uh it's more like a rumor but it kind of seems like it it could actually come about it looks like they're going to do a theatrical lease release of the justice league Zack snyder's version so that's a four-hour movie in theaters who knows if they're going to keep it that Obviously, if you haven't seen it, it would probably get an R rating because of some language. So maybe they'll take some of the language out and maybe some some other little pieces in order to like cut it down maybe to three hours. But I think that's going to take a lot away from it. So we'll see what actually happens with that. But that's very exciting. Now, I've seen it probably three, four times, uh, as well as the the new Batman. Uh, I would still go to go see it in the theaters. Uh, Just the experience alone. You know, um, I think my wife would probably go with me, although that's four hours away from our kids and you know which is obviously enticing but at the same time it's like well our, you know that's a long time uh so we'll see what happens with that i don't know that that's actually going to occur but uh that is a nice little piece of information now let's talk about warner brothers so warner brothers went through a drastic change this year they were bought out, basically, by Discovery. That's right, the Discovery Channel. It's Discovery itself as an organization is massive. It, they own so many properties. It's actually insane what they, what they do on. I mean, under their belt right now is CNN, TNT, all the HGTV kind of shows that you see. I mean, it's huge. And Disney, or not Disney Plus, that would be, wow, what kind of merger would that be? Uh, Discovery Plus. That whole app with all those shows and everything, they have all those shows are under their belt. And now Warner Brothers, including DCEU. Now, with that acquisition, which was a massive, massive acquisition, Discovery is going to end up being a huge player and probably even bigger than Disney when it comes to films and TV because... Look, Disney has Fox and all these these different labels and Star Wars and everything. Discovery has a lot under its belt, a huge amount. And now with taking over DC, and for reasons that we're going to get into a little bit later, this could be a huge, huge organization. Now, Warner Brothers, it's actually called Warner Brothers Discovery, right? And eventually they're going to take the Discovery app, HBO Max, and some others, and put them all together into one place. That's the rumor. I think it's more viable for them, and it's probably going to be coming true. Who knows what that's going to cost? But, you know, Discovery Plus has so many, so many users. It's very cheap in comparison to HBO Max, but it's not huge, a huge difference. You know, it's big enough. But um, when it comes to what the content is on HBO Max, it's not. 
So look for that in the future. Uh, we have both of those. So if we were able to combine them, that'd be great. Because <laughs> these streaming things, I mean, it's, just be, it's becoming too much. Anyway, so let's start from here. When you have a new regime taking over, basically, if we look at it this way, let's, it's, it's kind of like having uh, a new president coming in after Inauguration Day. The first week, they're just getting rid of everything. You know, they're just turning things over and, and you know, basically taking the table and just throwing it on the floor, right? So we have that with this. Now, hopefully it doesn't end up in, you know, gas prices going up higher. We won't talk about things like that. But what this will hopefully do is really stir the pot in a positive way for our entertainment. Now, the man put in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery to oversee everything at this point, everything, is David Zaslov. Now, Mr. Zaslov, we'll call him Zaz for short, um, keep it topical. Uh, if, you know, if you're a Batman fan, you, you'll know. Zaz, our good friend, which hopefully is true because it kind of seems like that with the, the first few moves that he made, decided that the DC Universe was vastly underwhelming compared to the potential that it actually has. And it was just a mishmash of disasters. Now, he's not saying all the content was bad. What he's saying is the cohesiveness is nowhere near what it should be. We have so many different variations of so many different projects. Now, when you're going from TV to film, that's fine. It's understood. Um, for most things, it doesn't work. You know, when you have the world of comic books and you have multiple universes and stuff, it's fine. You can kind of get away with it, but we're just losing the battle against Marvel. What I've said before is Marvel did it right when it started bringing everything from their television into the movies and, and you know, wrapping them around each other so that they kind of lead into different things or lead into each other. That was great. And the, the reason that we have that is because of a man named Kevin Feige. Kevin was able, if I, if I may so call you that, um, Mr. Feige, he took the Marvel Universe and made it something that is unrivaled by most anything else right now. And Zaz saw what that was doing. He saw how that made sense. Now, when I said before that Warner Brothers got in the way of DC... Warner Brothers beforehand wanted DC to be Marvel. Do what Marvel's doing, okay? Do that. They even tried in a way to get a Kevin Feige type character, but they didn't really label it that way. And so they made a president of DC, a man named Walter Hamada, or Hamada, not positive. Okay, so this man was to oversee everything. When it came to creative ideas, he didn't really have them. And he came late in the game. So we're talking, if you, if you look at the successes, what has worked for DC in the last five years? Aquaman was a, a billion-dollar movie. You have The Joker did fantastic. And then The Batman. And none of those were because of Walter Hamada. These were projects that were already in the making before he stepped in. So he really can't take credit for it, yet he is, of course, because he's right now the president, which, of course, if anything happens with any kind of presidential anything, they're going to take credit for it, whether they did it or not. It has nothing to do with them. It doesn't matter. He's leading the reins, so he probably got big bonuses for things like the Joker and for the Batman. Unfortunately for all of us for the last few years, we've seen disastrous projects 
uh, Birds of Prey, so many others because of Mr. Hamada. And we even saw Joss Whedon's Justice League. Why? 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 <laughs> it seems like Mr. Hamada had a thing against Zack Snyder. I don't know what it was. Zack Snyder, like I've said before, has had this vision in his head. He's very much a visual person and has the knowledge of comic books, right? It's not that he worked for a comic company like Jeff Johns, who was a previous president for DC, who was a writer and um, a director and uh, an illustrator who was forced out when um, uh, Mr. Hamada took over because he challenged Warner Brothers every time that it came to making decisions for movies. Like he, his hands were completely tied every time. So you have disastrous movies because the studio would get in the way of the creative minds who knew the universe inside and out. And unfortunately, you, you, you push away some really talented people like Mr. Johns, who now has his own production company and is now actually writing and helping out in directing other movies, like in, including he's, he's working on Shazam too. And so you have like, yeah, it's like you had him right there and you know, Shazam was a great movie that did very well. Shazam two is probably going to be just as good, if not better because of the notoriety now. And now you have the rock who is, well, okay, we'll get into that in a second. But for some reason, Mr. Hamada did not like Zack Snyder, did everything he could to not allow any more of Zack Snyder's influence into the DC world to the point where he wanted the second Flash movie, The Flash is coming out, we're going to talk about uh, The Flash and, and the troubles with Miller. What Hamada wanted to happen was The Flash would somehow uh, mess with the uh, speed force, which is the power that drives The Flash, right? The Flash gets its power from the speed force, and, and that includes all the variations of Flash and all the enemies, Zoom, uh, Reverse Flash. So what he was going to do is is have the Flash basically completely dismantle all of what Zack Snyder did in a movie. And so you couldn't even bring back Zack Snyder if you wanted to. I mean, that's his hope. Well, Mr. Zaslov, or Zaz, pulled a Flash reversal himself. When he came in, he got rid of two key people in Warner Brothers. The group chairman, Toby Emmerich, and the Warner Brothers chairman and CEO, and Sarnoff. Now, these two people were the studio that I was talking about. These are the people that kept saying, no, you got to do it the way Marvel does it. We want Marvel. Make DC Marvel. Do it that way. Stop doing the create. No, whatever you're doing over there. No, no, no. Stop that. Stop that. Go over here. So he got rid of them right away. Now, Mr. Hamada, his contract is up in 2023. And when he came in, he couldn't, he didn't get rid of him. What Zaz actually did was said, you can't do anything else right now. You have no decision-making powers when it comes to DC. Just sit in your desk, in your office, twiddle your thumbs, whatever you do, but you can't say anything this way or that way with this universe. So he tied his hands. He is no longer able to make any decisions. Now, right now, obviously he hasn't said you're fired, but the contract is up in 2023. So it's basically just hanging around until... His contract is up and just not renew the contract. They don't have to deal with anything with, you know, out of bonuses and, and stuff like that when you fire somebody. Whatever happens in mega billion dollar corporations, I don't know what happens, but they don't have to deal with any of that. You're just gone. So Zaz saw what Marvel was doing, 
had even talked to Mr. Fage about what they do with the Marvel Universe and what they've done that has worked. Now, Zaz, unlike Mr. Emmerich and Miss Sarnoff, wasn't saying, I want to do with DC what Marvel did with their movies or what Kevin Feige did. Basically, what he's saying is, I need a Kevin Feige for DC. I need someone that is going to take DC and bring it together to unify it at least as much as possible. It's not as easy as as just taking everything and making sure they intertwine with each other because you have projects that are kind of separate like the Joker. It doesn't really fit into a Zack Snyder-esque universe. But you can't really let go of that either because it made the studio a lot of money. They just greenlit um, the second with Todd Phillips, um, again, directing and writing. So you really can't take that out. But what he wants to happen is to make more of a centralized theme within the DC universe somewhat like Kevin Feige did with the Marvel, where you have TV shows that actually lead up into movies and vice versa. What's that actually mean? Not sure, because he hasn't found his Kevin Feige yet. I just read this morning that he's actually reaching out to Kevin Feige again. Is Kevin Feige going to be able to be pried away from Disney and Marvel? I don't think so. Um, It just doesn't seem possible. It would have to be an astronomical number. not saying it's not possible, because Warner Brothers was just bought for multiple billions of dollars, but it doesn't seem likely because he's pretty well ingrained within the Marvel Universe and they have uh, a big, big lineup of films coming out for the next decade. So who knows? You know, anything can happen. But in the meantime, Zaz is looking for his Kevin Feige. There are rumors as, as to who it could be. Um, there's a, an Emma Watts who was with Paramount for a long time, uh, basically the creative director there was a rumor that, not a rumor, it actually was true that he actually met with her. Um, but we don't know anything about that yet. We don't know what happened behind closed doors. So uh, there's Miss Watts. Uh, I did read something that was a little bit more troubling. Todd Phillips was actually looked at in order to run this whole thing. Now, Tom, Todd Phillips, like I said just a little bit ago, uh, the writer and director of Joker, did a really good job with Joker. But he's not a comic book fan. If you've seen The Joker, you'll see that. I mean, it's it was a really good movie, very dark, which fits in the whole realm of Batman and, and stuff. But he's not a nerd when it comes to stuff like this. And, and and you need you need someone who has the knowledge, who even has a background in geekdom, and he just doesn't have it. I think you keep him around as a director. That's great. But you need somebody like a Kevin Feige who is a complete nerd, who does respect and um, know in the universe inside and out, uh, unfortunately for Marvel, but not for DC. I don't want to say that Zack Snyder should be it. I think he needs to stay where he is as a writer-director. But I think he needs to be brought back, and I think he needs to be... I think his mind needs to be um, studied for this. The, the way he approaches projects the way he sees the universe that we still haven't been able to see other than the Justice League and hopefully comes true. We we need that visionary to be there and in a higher position. Is he the one that we want to go with? Probably not, only because of the fact that you don't want him taken away from other projects. Now you have Kevin Feige isn't a director. He's uh, 
he's he's basically executive producer for everything. He's on all the films. Um, it's a brought by I don't know I, I don't know I can't remember how they actually label him in the uh, the credits, but his name is on everything, and he has his hands on everything because everything has to go through him in order to make sure that's cohesive and fits with the universe. So you need someone like that. So that's that's <laughs> Zaz. That's what Zaz is doing. He's looking for his Kevin Feige in order to take on the DC universe. Okay, so now with in regards to Zack Snyder, The Rock, and Henry Cavill, obviously I'm a big fan of all three of these people, more so of Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill. The Rock, I know the value he brings into a project. So much so. Listen to this. So this wasn't widely known for a long time, but Shazam was originally supposed to be Shazam and Black Adam in one movie. Dwayne Johnson, who is The Rock, has been trying to get Black Adam made since 2007, since before Iron Man came out. He's been wanting to do this project. The Rock, thankfully, this is another article I just read, is in DC for the long haul. That's from MovieWeb, movieweb.com. The Rock is 100% committed to playing Black Adam for years to come and expanding the DC universe. Now, why is that good? For two reasons. Actually, three. Actually, many, but let's get into the top three. One, The Rock makes money. If he's in the film, it's going to make money. And studios listen to people that are like The Rock. Two, The Rock is great friends with Henry Cavill. And all because he wants to see, not like this is the only reason he's friends, but it, it kind of came to be because he wants his version of Black Adam to fight Cavill's version of Superman. Okay, that's two. And three, he loves Snyderverse. So those are the top three reasons that I say The Rock is very important and is going to take this to a whole new level. This is a positive thing for Warner Brothers, Discovery, and the DC Universe. Now, The Rock, like I said a little bit ago, was supposed to be in the, sh- the first Shazam movie. He was going for it. He was loving it. He wanted this character so badly to be in the universe and be on the screen. It didn't matter what would happen. And then one day he woke up The Rock made a phone call, a very important phone call. He called Bo Flynn, who is the producer of the Shazam movie, and said that there are a couple things we need to talk about. The way the movie was going to go originally was you're going to have two origin stories in one. It's not impossible. They've done it before. If you look at the, the Justice League, unsuccessfully, they tried to do that with Joss Whedon. Zack Snyder was able to pull it off a little bit better. Not really origin stories, but you are bringing these characters for the first time into the universe and... You know, people just didn't know what to do with them. So The Rock called Mr. Flynn, uh, which according to Mr. Flynn and uh, MovieWeb.com again, he got a phone call very early in the morning from Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, which is always very intimidating. He called Hiram and I. Hiram is um, Hiram Garcia, which is one of the other producers. And he said, brothers, quote unquote, we're going to make Black Adam. We're going to tell this story. It's so big and so important. And that was it. He took himself out of Shazam and said, do Shazam, honor Shazam, let him have his own story. We will get Black Adam done. I'm going to see to that. And with that phone call, the movie was completely changed. At least, you know, this was in the beginning phases of the movie, so nothing was really done yet. I mean, there might have been some writing. I don't know. It doesn't say that. But he took himself away from it and said, just let Zach have his movie and I will have mine later on. And so for years, 
Mr. Johnson, The Rock, I, I know, just call him The Rock. He's known as The Rock. The Rock is waiting and been building himself up, which if you've seen pictures, <laughs> every once in a while he sends out like a, a clip of him like doing some workout and stuff like that, which if you don't know, The Rock is huge. But he's been working extra hard to get him in, himself into comic book huge. And uh, it's working. <laughs> Man is a monster. And so he's been working his butt off to get this done. And he wanted to make sure that not only did Zach have his own voice and with Shazam, but that he has his own voice. And then that Mr. Cavill has his own voice. Now, he doesn't have, obviously, the power to do any of this stuff, except he does, right? He does have the power. It's just he doesn't have the sign off. He can't sign off on anything. He doesn't have that kind of power. He just has his notoriety. He has his, his swagger. He's able to go into a room and command the room. I have a feeling that Zaz is really looking towards The Rock for some advice. <laughs> and I think it's a very smart thing to do. And I think that The Rock is going to end up being instrumental in making sure that not only does Zack Snyder come back, but so does Henry Cavill. Because as some of you may know, Henry was kind of pushed aside. It's not going to happen anymore. We're trying to do new things. And that was under Hamada. And Hamada is like, well, we got to take a whole new direction. And let's bring other people. Let's try something else. Let's just get away from the Zack Snyder thing. Uh, let's destroy it. Thankfully, Zaz came in at the right time in the 11th hour and said, nope, stop making, stop talking. <laughs> Go sit down. And now the new rumor, which is a fantastic one, is that Warner Brothers wants to bring in Henry Cavill again. But not only that, centralize the entire universe under Henry Cavill's Superman. Why is that important? Look at Marvel. Who is that technically surrounded around? Iron Man. I've said this before. Would the Marvel universe right now look the same way it did without Mr. Downey Jr.? I don't think so. I would, I would argue it wouldn't. He brought that to life. Now, Henry Cavill and Superman, you know, people have problems with Superman because he's just all powerful and stuff like that. He has his own weaknesses. Don't worry. Uh, I get that. And I, I even have friends that are, you know, are DC fans, but they hate Superman. It's like, well, listen, I get that. That's fine. But you need somebody at the reins. And, and I think that you technically have two people. You have Batman as well. Um, but you, you need someone at the center. And The Rock is really behind Henry Cavill and Henry Cable's version of Superman. Like I said before, he wants to fight him in a movie. It's his biggest dream as far as all this goes. Um, but you really need that cohesiveness. And in order to do that, you need to bring Cable in. I heard, I was reading something the other day, and I think it was Variety. Variety Magazine, Variety.com, whatever it is, said something. Uh, one of the writers said that Henry Cable is 39. You can't have him be Superman. It's just too long, too late. You can't have him be the center of this. It's just it's not, no time left in him. Robert Downey Jr., at the filming of Iron Man 1, back in 2008, was 43 years old. He just left in 2020. That's a long time. Henry Cavill definitely has 10 years in him. Not only does Henry Cavill have the staying power, I mean, he's, he's built perfectly, but he's got, he's got the, the boyish charms. Like, people love Henry Cavill. And he's a geek. I mean, let's play in video games. He, he fought his way into The Witcher, which is on Netflix. I've seen the first season. I haven't uh, caught on to the, the second season yet. I think I saw the first two episodes. Just don't have time for it. The man, he, built, he showed videos of him building his own computer. I mean, he was looking through a, a little guidebook, so he's not that geeky. Like, if, if you're a geek, you can build your own computer. Not all geeks. I shouldn't say that. That's generalizing. 
That's okay. He did it, and he's playing games online. He's a geek. He loves the character. He's very much putting himself into it. He's very intelligent. He's a perfect, he is the perfect person to put in the center of all of this stuff. And I, I believe that The Rock has enough power in him to have Zaz's ear and to kind of manipulate things in a way that's going to work. Like I said, The Rock makes money and that's what production companies want. Thankfully, you have somebody like Zaz who, you know, obviously bottom line is we want to make money, but he knows, he knows that the way they're doing it now isn't working. So we need to change it in order to make it work. So he is going to listen to people. I strongly believe that he's going to listen to the right people. Now, hopefully whoever he brings in does the same thing. I think whoever you bring in has to be geeky in a way, has to know things, has to be a Kevin Feige, but also has to be willing to listen to people who are very creative uh, and who know more than you do about everything in the DC universe, like Jeff Johns, like Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder knows a lot about the DC universe. He knows a lot about filming. He knows a lot about camera shots. Like I've said before, almost everything he does, every frame that you stop it at, it looks like it was taken from the pages of a comic book. You need visionaries like that, and you need somebody who is the stature and the prominence of the rock in this kind of industry, you need their expertise and their say. You know, you need to hear what they have to say. And you need them to be able to be open to people like that. And and not obviously you have to be a boss. I get that. And and anytime you have a new regime come in, you have people that are looking to prove themselves. You need people that have the power, but also have the leadership capabilities to listen. And I think so far, Zaz seems like he's got that. It just he needs to bring somebody else in that has that as well. And um, can listen to authority, but also have a voice and say, listen, I hear what you're saying, but what if we do this? You know, it, you need somebody that isn't just, okay, yes, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll make this look worse in order to make you feel better. <laughs> it's basically what things are, are it's the way things were run before. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm a little nervous, honestly, about who's coming. I don't know. Uh, again, if you have the ears, if you have the, if you put like your cabinet, okay, let's get back to the presidential thing. If you have in your cabinet, people like The Rock, people like Zack Snyder, people like Jeff Johns, if you have people like that, that are creative, Bruce Tim, um, if you have people like that, you can make better decisions, okay? Hopefully Zaz does that. It sounds like he wants to. Uh, I think he he did right off the bat very good moves with firing two executives from Warner Brothers and stopping Hamada from making any more judgments on anything. Very smart move. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was with Hamada and and Zack Snyder. He just didn't like him. You know, his personal vendetta is is basically what's taking him down. So there's no new news yet. We will see what happens that should happen very soon because 2023 is right around the corner. We're halfway through the year. But anyway, look for more information on that. It's continuing to come out every single day with, with uh, new things. So next time, uh, hopefully we'll have some more answers for you. Now let's talk about The Flash. The Flash. Oh, The Flash. Ezra. Call them Ezra. Ezra, Ezra, Ezra is in a lot of trouble right now and causing many headaches for... Warner Brothers. Uh, so The Flash is due to come out this year, I believe. And unfortunately, 
uh, people might not want to see it. <laughs> uh, hopefully people do because it's still like, it still is a part of the universe and you want things to work in order to make the universe get better and better. But, um, there's been quite a few legal troubles with Ezra over the last only couple of months, honestly, arrested twice right now evading the law they're actually searching for him because he has ties to grooming a younger person who he's been actually grooming for many years and i don't want to get into too many details because of the fact that i do have children that listen to this or younger people and so i'm not going to get into anything graphic obviously because we don't know anything really yet but if the things are they're saying are true it's not good it's not good and it's not good for the future of the flash so I just read this morning, oh, this was on geekocitymag.com, that it looks like Ezra is out of DC after The Flash is, uh, after it comes to theaters, he's done. So unfortunately for Ezra, it doesn't look like they're going to be a part of any of this anymore, uh, which is good for us because honestly, in Joss Whedon's version of Justice League, he was terrible, absolutely terrible. But that was... Because of Joss Whedon, more so than it was for uh, Ezra. In Zack Snyder's version, the Flash character was so much better because they gave the Flash purpose. Ezra Miller, on the other hand, not a huge fan. Uh, and I don't know, it's just, I don't think they're a great actor. Um, I think Ezra just, I don't know, isn't great. And, you know, if the personal life is brought into it and has any kind of you know, bearing on, on what you think, then it's like, well, obviously, no, this is not somebody you want. Definitely not headlining a film, but also not anywhere near any of your projects in order for them to be successful. So Ezra's out. We're not going to have that anymore. And I don't know. I think the legal problems are just going to get worse and worse. We'll see what happens with um, things coming out in the next few days. Uh, not sure what's going to happen with that, but hopefully I know that Zaz is is probably wincing every time he turns on the news and, and Ezra's name is mentioned. Uh, hopefully it just doesn't tank the flash before it even comes out, but you never know. But who do you think should take over for the flash? Grant Gustin is a fantastic flash, but he's, he's TV and he's a little too serious. Uh, you, you, Barry Allen is a funny character. Barry Allen is, is kind of a jokester. I, I would say 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, what's his name? Mike, um, he played, I just saw him. I just saw him. He played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Michael Rosenbaum. He voiced The Flash in a couple of the animated series. You need someone like that from back then uh, in order to play. You, you need the, the, the snarky, snarky, smart, funny kind of person. And they tried to do that with Ezra, but it, Ezra just is not a very good actor and, and looks like not a great person. So... Who do you think should take over for The Flash? Uh, Grant Gustin is just not... I don't think his heart is in it anymore, so I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I don't even see anything in the rumor books about him actually even considering it or anyone considering him for it. But uh, we'll see what happens. And um, just let me know. Go to No Green Eggs podcast on Instagram and Facebook and tell me who you think would be a better Flash than Ezra. Okay, so that's it for this episode or this version or whatever you want to call it of Big and Smallville. I hope you guys like it. I, obviously, it's going to get better and better as we go. 
Uh, and hopefully, you know, news gets better and better as we go too, because uh, right now everything seems to be kind of up in the air. But I think we're in a good position to uh, to start bringing things uh, into a more cohesive uh, format. So, and that that DC, but also hopefully this. But uh, anyway, we have a lot to look forward to in the near future. We have uh, League of Super Pets uh, with the aforementioned The Rock, and you also have you know The Flash is coming out eventually. Shaz- uh, Shazam Two. You have Black Adam. Um, you have projects that you don't even know about called uh, The Sandman, which is a series that's going to be on the Netflix, on the Netflix, on Netflix. And another one by Jeff Johns is going to be doing a series about the Green Lantern Corps. So we have things in the, the works. Uh, we're just hoping that we hear some more definitive things about uh, the, the future of Cavill and, and Zack Snyder. At least that's what I'm hoping for. And uh, what's going to happen with who's going to be the new creative person, president of DC Entertainment. Let me know what you think of this. If you enjoyed it, uh, I need a new theme song. So I I, I want to challenge Donnie out there to uh, maybe, if he's so inclined, to kind of come up with a new theme for this segment of Big and Smallville. Uh, something heroic, yet campy, a little fun, uh, somewhat serious. I mean, it could be uh, a little dark like Batman uh i'm throwing a lot at you but i think i know you can do it do you want to do it maybe don't will you do it come on donnie you can do it uh i'm not paying you anything so (laughs) it's completely up to you (laughs) anyway so until next time everybody that is the world of dc as of right now and uh that's it for this show see you not see you